DJ Khaled Yep. Shut up. Okay. 3-0 over there. Shut up. I want to hear it. Get, get off your fucking high horse over there. Yep. I'm fed up, Doors. I'm out. Find my replacement. I'm out. I'm done. I've experienced it all. I've experienced it all, Doors. My points against are a joke. And I'm sitting here 0-3. This year was supposed to be different, man. Fuck. Okay. Shut up. Okay. It's funny to me, um, of course, but it's also really interesting that we are both experiencing years that we've never experienced before in their own unique way. You are 0-3 with one of the most points scored in the league, and I am 3-0, which is unprecedented territory right now. So, and the Dolphins are good. The Dolphins are legitimately good. Very fun. Um, did you watch the game on Sunday or did you see highlights? I didn't see a lot of football on Sunday. It was the uh, wifey and I's anniversary. Congratulations. So, uh, we decided to get naked instead. Okay. But um, <laughs> there was no feathers involved. Um, of course. Yeah. No, I didn't watch a lot. I haven't even watched the Saints game yet. Did you see the most memorable moment at least? I saw the, the butt punt. Okay. That's what I was going. Yeah. I saw a picture. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw. Okay. And it's one of the best sports pictures I've ever seen. Have you... Made that your team picture yet? Because that should immediately be your team picture. I haven't actually seen the picture. Of it literally the, the side angle looks like a guy is shitting out a football. <laughs> it's perfection, and you have to do it. Oh, that's good. That's really, really good. If I, I can take anything that. away from this shitty early season, <laughs> please let it be that. Make that your team. What's your team photo right now? Some stupid thing, I imagine. Yeah, I made it. What it, is it? It's dumb. Oh, you made it. Wow, sorry. It's. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's E.T. with uh, Etienne, E.T.N. whatever. That guy just what is continuously this? letting me down. Look at this Photoshop job. You just dropped the picture in there. That's why it's funny, man. That's that's exactly why it's funny. <laughs> you can't funny. even see it. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. All right, get the butt picture in there. I'll think about it. Um, uh, yeah, fuck, can man. I just can I can I just take that home and just say that? Did you see Ken Dorsey, the Bills offensive coordinator? Did you see his I reaction? I saw that. Yeah, that was me. Okay, right. That one hundred percent. That's you. Okay. In fantasy football right now, for those who haven't seen it, it's the guy who up in the booth and Chiefs and, and Bill, uh, Dolphins and Bills takes the clipboard and just smashes it against the wall. And someone has to cover up the camera because they know that everyone's watching. Really yeah, good. Yeah, like after, like after he wailed on the desk for like 15 seconds, the guy's like, hold on, let me put my hand here. That'll stop it. Yeah. Absolute job. I'm with that guy. Felt his pain. But at least the Bills have some wins. Fuck. Jesus Christ, man. I don't want to be here, man. I don't want to talk. Let's get this over with, man. I don't want to fucking talk about this shit. Well, we got Everything about, sucks. But about 45 minutes left, so let's just stay patient. <laughs> the NFL is completely crazy right now. We say that usually every year around this time, but there's such strange things happening. The undefeateds are the Eagles and the Finns. And also, quick side note, I think you mentioned this before we recorded, there are no points being scored in the NFL right now, which is resulting in low fantasy scores from certain players as well. And it's like... It is low scores, but it's like weird scores. Here's a stat, okay? The under, this is for your betters out there. The under has won three straight weeks in the NFL. Hmm. In week one, there was 11 unders. Week two, there was 10 unders. Week three, six overs, nine unders, and a push. Week two had all low over-unders. Week three was kind of a mixed bag. There was only a couple games. Like Miami, Buffalo, I bet on the overs like 52. Yeah. Didn't even get close. And I'm like... Holy shit, man. What the hell's going on? And usually the sloppiness of early season leads to some coverage breakdowns, big plays here and there. And we've seen a little bit of that, but not a lot, man. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to make of this. To me, I'm kind of seeing both sides of the coin of like either defenses are getting smarter or we are about to see an epic couple months here where the numbers that teams like you are putting up, teams like me, even though I'm fucking losing – are putting up can actually be greater 
because these offenses are just going to start clicking. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. It could go either way, but I'm it's a weird year so far. Man. It feels really like it feels like the offensive stats that you just mentioned are an anomaly because we talked tirelessly about how strongly we feel about the level of talent in the league right now. NFL which results to great fantasy players to draft. We did the running back thing last week. We'll revisit again, actually, in the next matchup about Mm -hmm. how bad the running backs have been. But again, no points being scored in comparison to what we're used to must mean that the overcorrection is coming on the other side of it. It's like that baseball player who's in a slump and he's about to hit 350 for the next, you know, five games in a row. But this is the interesting thing. And like, let's might as well do the fucking, might as well do the fucking conversation now. But like, sure. It seems to me, it seems to me, and I'm the big running back guy. You got to win fantasy with running backs. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Offenses are running through the receivers now more than ever. And especially, look what we just saw this offseason. A.J. Brown changed teams. Devontae Adams changing teams. Tyreek Hill changing teams. Teams are going out and trying to acquire that absolute stud number one. And then they're drafting another guy in the first couple rounds. And they need to have the tandem, right? Now, everything's funneling through two guys. Good luck, everyone. Running backs don't even fucking matter. Look at the Bills. Look at the Chiefs. Two best teams in the league. Who's their running backs? Bunch of bums. Like, and bunch they of were, total losers. And they've been like, on that for years. Right. And they've been, exactly. Exactly. So it seems to me like there's like a weird shift going on here where like you can actually kind of rely on your really good wide receiver one to put up weekly consistent numbers and consistently big numbers if you have a really good one, but like the running back situation, what's the ceiling at this point? And again, maybe the points come back and that's where the running backs are going to actually feast is the red zone. Cause they just score touchdowns more often than receivers do. But I don't know, man, it's fucking weird. And it's, there is a changing of the guard. I think that's happening in the NFL. I'm kind of excited about it cause it's fun, Yeah, but I want more points. Give me more points, please, please. Not and against I- me though. I've had enough. I'm good. And I want my good running backs back. And that leads us perfectly into the first matchup we'll talk to is Nick defeating Dan. Nick is 3-0. Dan is 0-3. 113-82. Not a big fantasy score. And the number one thing I wanted to mention is Nick Chubb is your RB1 on the season through three weeks. That's not unheard of. It's, Nick Chubb is a great half, running it's back. PPR. It's half PPR. So weird. 63 points for Nick Chubb through three weeks is a really impressive total. Saquon Barkley has 61.3. From there, it drops off. James Robinson, 53. Then what? 47, 47. It's just James Robinson's the RB3. Clyde is the RB4. And then Daryl Patterson. It just doesn't make a lot of sense right now. And so I got to give kudos to Nick with Nick Chubb. Funny. Going up against Dan, hilarious. We mentioned it all on Sunday, and Dan was ready for it. He knew that his former keeper was going to go off on him. He actually did. And Nick has the best running back in fantasy right now. And when you looked at Nick's situation coming into the year, we knew that he was going to have the RB1. But guess what? We didn't think it was going to be this Mm -hmm. running back. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the McCaffrey dive because we've done it a couple weeks in a row. We're waiting for the boom. It'll come. In the meantime, give Chubb his credit because we have to. But... On the flip side of that, his wide receiver one, a guy who we thought after week one would be the best receiver in the league behind Cooper Cup this year. I still believe. Is the reason to panic on Justin Jefferson? I don't think so. Now, the reason to panic is his next few weeks. He gets Lattimore this week in in his matchup against uh, the Saints in London, 9.30 a.m. Absolutely hate that. Then he goes against Jalen Johnson, who... Nobody cares about the Bears. Jalen Johnson has been a revelation. He's an absolute lockdown corner so far this year. He's been awesome. Then goes against the Miami DBs. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard's a stud. Yeah. Like, he's really fucking good. And the double he's going to get from Javon Holland, right. who's going to be basically all pro. Right. Yeah. What Locked. did I just say about the how these teams are being built? If you have one really good receiver, you can probably... You're probably okay to go against them. Look at the Raiders, right, with Devontae Adams. You need that second guy. Thielen's not what he once was. KJ Osborne's so now, not KJ it. KJ Osborne's not it. Like, who who are you actually afraid of? Now with Dalvin Cook potentially out, like, who are you actually afraid of, right? So that might be some cause for concern. Now, I say no because I just, I'm buying in the talent. He's so good. He's going to get fed a million targets. They're going to scheme him away from these really good corners a handful of times, I would imagine, if they're smart, if they have half a brain. So listen, Jefferson's going to be fine. I still think he can absolutely be the overall wide receiver one. 
What about Greg Dortch? You think he can be the overall wide receiver one at some point? <laughs> Ridiculous. Nick Dotto, Sunday morning, I think 11.30 a.m., picks up this guy and... Starts him. As long as Rondell Moore is out of that lineup, this guy has a role. Yeah. And this is the beauty of Nick being in the position he's in, which is he doesn't have a lot of dudes that he can rely on. Yeah. When I started to sell last year, you said to me on this very pod that it was actually a beneficiary position where I could just be dropping a bunch of dudes and taking shots on random guys. Yep. Guys like Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, Penny. guys, Rashad Penny, right. guys who ended up performing. Nick's in this position. And every week, we're going to do the same damn thing on this pod. He's going to find a guy who's going to have a role that week that everybody else is like, I don't know if I want to drop George Pickens for. I don't yep. know if I want to get rid of my third or fourth string running back on my team because I'd rather keep that guy. Nick is going to find guys to start. End of the day, Dan puts up 82. It doesn't matter either way, whatever Greg Dortch puts up in his lineup. So to stack guy Dan, second fewest points four in the league, last place in the league. Right decision to sell, I suppose, for Dan? Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one big week there of 140, but the rest is just kind of looking like meh. Tyreek Hill is going to be good. This week was a down week. DJ Moore looks dead in the water. Um, Lockett, what are you getting out of him week to week? Aaron Jones, what are you getting out of him week to week? It just seems like a team that could just kind of, it's just going to be inconsistent. It can go up, it can go down as a really low floor, I think. It's a lot of boom busty. It kind of looks like a lot of my fucking teams of the past where it's like, Hey, on paper, the player's really good, but the situation can allow them to get a 2.1 catch game. And you're like, fuck. But next week he can go off, right? But anyway. I'll say this about Dane's team. The collection of the players doesn't result in a high right. in a high floor. Right. But individually, any of these players can go off on any given week. And when Dan chooses and when he pulls the trigger on selling to the buyers, he does have valuable guys. But the problem is when you put DJ Moore, Tyler Rocket, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Jahan Dotson, all those guys together, you don't know what you're going to get in any given week. You can get the 140 that he got or the 82 he got this mm -hmm, week. Mm -hmm. So Stack Guy Dan, listen, spend more time in the lab cooking up some stats for us that we can use on the pod and less time worrying about whether you're going to win because I don't know if it's coming anytime I soon. I mean, he, he coined the early seller, right? He did. Do we have to just like call him early seller Dan? Maybe. Like Stack Guy. Yes, he's the Stack Guy, but... What he is currently is really seller Dan. He is. Can oh. I just say one thing before we move on? Please. I just realized I played Dan next week. I just... Lucky you. Fuck, look at this guy. 4-0. Lock it in. I've beaten good teams, including you. When you put up 149, suck on that. Am I good? But I, I really hope that doesn't come back to bite me. This is the soundbite. Mike Dotto, if you're listening, that was the soundbite you need to take for when Dan takes me off the 3-0 perch this week. I really hope Mike is continuing that because... He's not. He's losing. <sighs> No, I wanted the fucking, the clips were so funny. It was good. Especially yeah. when, you know, you're calling people daddy. It's great. It's fucking good. You, you, you called him, you called him daddy, but that's fine. Did I? You did. Wasn't it towards you? Wasn't it Mike is your daddy? Yeah, you said that's it. That's what it was, was it not? Yeah, but you said it. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. I'm okay because with Mike being my daddy. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the one we're looking there for. There it is. There it is, Mike. Bow, 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 bow. Clip it. Um, great hairline let's move on tones You're do we have hit. to we do uh ryan he's two and one he beats you you have not won a game oh! 155 to 95 is the final it's not close tones you quitting fantasy football or no yes i've, I've heard this it. before I'm I'm i've done. heard it find my replacement i'm out i'm out i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm over it i'm sick of it you've what put, a joke you've put up 143 no 180 no i'm sorry you do it. No. Oh, I put God. up great numbers. Oh, that's against, Dan. Yeah. Go ahead. Points against. 143, 180, 155. What? What? I've gone up against three of the top four scoring teams in the league so far. So maybe it's just scheduling. Whatever. Like, fuck that shit, man. This is a joke. I'm so mad. This week, fine. I put up just shitty totals. Like, what, 98 or something like that? 95. Who's that's counting? tough. Who cares? Shit. Garbage. <laughs> Should have started Hollywood. Wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Stupid, man. I hate this shit. Okay, Hollywood, so Hollywood in a second. <clears throat> First, the worst part about that 0-3 start against teams that are putting up that many points is if they maintain consistency throughout the year, you got to uh -huh. play them all again. The yeah. gauntlet will continue at the end of the year because you've got to play at least four yeah. guys all over again. Listen, it's fine. I believe in variance. I believe things balance out in the end. 
your guys aren't going to fucking Nick's not going to trot out a 50 point fucking Justin Jefferson every single week out of his ass. As we have previously stated, I don't know, man, people are going to get hurt. Things are going to change. I'm not worried about it. Let's ride. You mentioned Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood was Hollywood this week. No No, Bollywood for him. No Bollywood. I wouldn't have changed anything about your lineup this week. You would have kept it. Yeah. The only thing I would have considered is Brandon Cooks because the targets are there. So maybe this is the week he comes out. And Chicago hasn't exactly been a powerhouse on defense this year. They've been pretty leaky. So that would have been the maybe one decision I make. But I'm not taking out Bateman, who you've seen amazing things out of. Mike Will and Stephon Diggs locked in. And Marquise Brown against the Rams... If he's getting any of Jalen Ramsey, I don't want to touch it. I don't care what the target share is there. I really feel like that was a, an avoid matchup. And what does he do? 17 targets, 14 catches, 140, no touchdown. But that was an incredible game. And I don't know if you know what you're going to get out of Bollywood Brown every week. And then Rondell no, Moore's no. going to come back. No, I could, Rondell Moore, give me a break. Guy's a fucking five foot six. Okay. Um, not that Marquise is any bigger, but... Um, I hated the way they used Marquise in the first couple weeks. I just didn't like, I watched them very closely. I'm like, this is stupid. He lined up on the left side of the offense every single time in DeAndre Hopkins spot. And I'm right. like, that's not him, man. That's not what he does well. We want deep shots here. Take three deep shots every game to this fucking guy. So I was actually sitting there going, I am actually excited when Hop comes back because now the fucking sure. s- scheme will make more sense. And he goes off and does this. This was actually a bigger debate than maybe you had previously stated I was really not comfortable starting Bateman this week mm. he's been great but it's on big plays and low volume and like yeah this was a bet on the talent tones and he still had 59 receiving yards and the offense is still throwing the ball a fucking ton they just got up so early in that game and they just didn't need to but you know I think his better days are ahead but yeah Cooks was just to get a higher floor because I just have so much boom bust in here with Mike Williams that it's just like, fuck, just give me a guy that could, just get me 10 points. You know what I mean? And then we're For okay. Sure. So that was the thinking there. Luckily, I should have started Hollywood. He will be in the lineup next week. Luckily, you needed 60 more to keep, keep up. Yeah, so yeah. Fine. God help me, right? Fuck. Uh, so bad news for your running backs. Yeah, this isn't Although good. Dalvin Cook, who got injured, we were really worried about the shoulder as soon as he went down. Turns out it's not the shoulder. Looks like he's fine. Looks like he's going to be okay. DeAndre Swift, what oh. is going on with... I just, I heard this morning, he might be out for three weeks after their bye week. He might come back week seven. Where did this come from? It's so fucking aggravating. So he deals with the ankle injury week two. Fine. You can play through it. That's cool. But he apparently went into this game with a shoulder thing. Why the, the guy has two injuries. Sit him. What are we doing here? And now you're missing him for two weeks and then they have a bye. So it's going like... This guy is like a huge part of your offense. I don't fucking understand. And to make matters worse, Dan Campbell, all off season, all off season, we have a plan. We're going to manage his stuff. It sounded like he was never going to practice Wednesday. It was going to be one of those Wednesday practice, Thursday may be limited. And then depending on how healthy he is, and then Friday he's full go, whatever. And he's always going to be questionable. Okay. I don't care. That's cool. I don't give a fuck if you don't practice. Like don't play the guy. If he has a bum shoulder and a bum ankle they're lucky, bro. They're lucky. They avoided surgery. I'm like, if that was even a fucking possibility, those people, doctors there should be fired. Like, I was so pissed, man. I'm like, that's so fucking aggravating. It just fucks you, man. It absolutely fucks you. Make matters worse, you have Jamal Williams. What a joke. And that's the thing. Yeah, I do. And that's great for me. Why? It's just a good pickup. So Nick makes shrewd pickups and we praise him. I make a good pickup and it's all of a sudden a crime against Do you understand the emotional state I am in right now? I do. (laughs) Everything's falling apart. And and honestly, like the the thing that, that frustrates me from you know, if I'm putting myself in your shoes is that Jamal Jamal Williams was running well. So to not just go with him in that situation when you knew your main guy was hurt. Like that's just a very, it's, it's so going to you. It's a silly it's so decision. Stupid, bro. It's so dumb. Let's go to Ryan's side of things. Yes. He deserves some credit Absolutely. because he has been going nuts, starting with Lamar Jackson, who has back to back 40 plus point weeks. Is there anyone else you're betting on for MVP of the NFL right now? No, I'm actually going to look that up right fucking now. Give I'm me the super odds. Super curious. Because I can't think of any, like Josh Allen is going it's to be up there. Probably still Josh Allen, right? I don't but think, I think it they, is. Do they play each other this week oh i hope so i think they do that would be wonderful that would be fun hold on i uh mvp here it is it's allen plus 300 then lamar plus 55 what the fuck 550 plus 550 jesus christ that's crazy ravens host the bills 700 the ravens host the bills sunday at one o'clock oh 
It's a good one. Yes, please. Whoever wins that, MVP. So Ryan, obviously, building it off of Lamar Jackson, but as good of a week as he had, Tones, we couldn't give him our Greg Jennings Performer of the Week because we have to give it to someone else. Fuck it. You can't stop me. It's Devonta Smith. It's fucking hilarious. He goes nuts versus you. This will be the best. This will be the best game of his season, no doubt. Twelve targets, eight catches, one hundred and sixty-nine, and a touchdown. I'm not giving him the nice. No, I'm points. not giving him the nice. No, I know you're this not. This little fucking shrimp taco and his hundred. I could beat this guy up, man. This guy weighs one sixty. Weighs as much as me. Yeah. I actually weigh more than him. Fuck that. I'm up to one seventy. <laughs> Get fucked, Devonta. <laughs> What a joke. Absolute joke. Of course. I don't watch football. I'm looking at the fucking chat. I'm catching up, whatever. I see Devonta Smith stuff. I'm like, give me no way. There's no way. And I pull up the fucking matchup, 26 points. Get the fuck out of here, man. What are we doing? He almost outscores his quarterback. Like, this fuck, man. Fuck this year. You know what's you know what's actually more annoying, Doris? Tell me, please. Please tell me. The Thursday nighter, okay? Yeah. And I know Najee only put up 11. But, like... The guy, they have two offensive touchdowns all season to that point. Through two weeks, two offensive touchdowns. So I'm going, okay, Najee's going to be shit. I don't even like Najee. He's inefficient. He's not going to break off a big play. The only way this guy has a game is if they end up in the red zone, which for them is impossible. Yeah. What happens, Doris? Was it a fumble? Your boy George Pickens yeah. makes the stupidest crazy oh. catch that may or may not be better than Odell's. Do you think so? I don't think it's better than Odell's. So. I don't think so either. Close, but it's there. Yeah. Um, makes a ridiculous catch, yeah. sets him up, and who punches it in? Najee Harris. And I'm going, of course, that's what it would have taken, and that would happen against me. Najee's going to score five points next week. It's going to be great. I'm pissed, man. I'm rattled. I'm tilted. Any- great time to offer me trades right now. I'm just, whatever. Sure. Let's do it. We talked about Eckler and Najee last week. I just want to bring it up just to bring it up. We should. 10 combined points, uh, 20, sorry, combined points between the two of them. No touchdown for Eckler once again. I'm concerned if I'm Ryan. I just am. And I'm not saying that my running back situation is any better. And there's a bunch of people who have their own concerns with their own running backs. But Mm -hmm. if you're Ryan, are you worried about these guys? And second question, will even me talking about that concern just make them automatically go off over the next few weeks? Uh, probably, allegedly. Are they going to play me in the next couple of weeks? Probably. Uh, maybe Rich. He's, he's also snake bit. Um, I'm definitely worried about these two guys. But in the context of Ryan's team, I'm really not. Hmm. Um, Cup and Sutton and Lamar are going to be more than enough. Yeah. And like, we didn't even mention James Robinson, who's been fucking awesome. What a story this guy has been. Best value pick of our draft, James Robinson. Where'd he go? I think the 10th round. Oh, man. 9th or 10th round for Robbery. Ryan. Yeah. And I mean, I get why he went there. So like, you know, I'm not going to fucking kill us all for that. Like this guy's recovery, Achilles, what, six months ago? Yeah. He shouldn't be doing this and looking as good as he does. I saw his highlights and I'm like, I saw his big run. I'm like, Jesus, what? Like this guy's a freak. Like good for him, man. Really good story. So listen, Ryan's team, I think is a legit contender. I really do. We haven't really talked about him as like a truly, really, really, really good team in this league because I think that week one kind of threw us off the stench a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but since then, 169 points this week, 155 last week. That's legit as fuck, man. He's got yep. a good team. He yes, does. he has some work to do, rough around the edges maybe, figure out tight end, figure out a couple other spots. Sure, but he's got a good team, man. He's going to be there. Ryan's team last year had no work to do. His team was essentially perfect through about 10, 11 right. weeks of the season in terms of how good his team looked every single week. Yeah. There's no perfect team in our league this year. Every team has work to do. But in terms of being where I am in the standings, I am definitely worried about this guy's team. And the last thing I'll say on James Robinson, you mentioned the torn Achilles, comes back, looks great. Mm -hmm. That is incredible to see for a guy who was A, undrafted, and B, when you look at a guy like Cam Akers, who we'll talk about a little later, Uh. who is coming off of the same injury and was a, what, second round pick versus a guy who's undrafted? I think so. And he can't get get by Daryl Henderson on the depth chart, man. It's incredibly impressive for that guy. And the Jags offense looks absolutely insane. Yeah. Speaking of Cam Akers, we'll get to Mike Dotto right now. Um, Mike trailing by nine points heading into Monday Night Football with Zeke to play. Obviously gets his 14 from his prance, thanks to a touchdown. Beats Franco by five, 119 to 114. Incredibly, Mike is two and one and Franco is one and two. Large part in that for Mike was the resurgence this week of Derrick Henry. Welcome back, mm-hmm. sort of. 20 rushes, 85 yards, not bad, gets the touchdown, five catches for 58 yards. 
if that keeps up, that's really good news for Derrick Henry. Yeah, finishes finishes with 22 points. Mike, very happy to see that. I think Derrick Henry had, what, 12 combined points through two weeks? Something oh, it wasn't good. Ridiculous like that. See. He had eight and then eight, so 16. 16 points. Math. We get to Cam Akers right now. And, and actually, I'll let you comment. If there's anything you want to say about Derrick Henry or, or Zeke or any of these guys that have gone on, by all means, but... Zeke kind of getting outplayed and almost outtouched from Tony. A lot of running between those two guys this week. Ooh, baby. And I'm sure that was game plan, but like, I mean, I don't know. There's there's no further proof, man. Zeke is washed. Tony is unbelievable. He is so good. He is so fucking good. But yes, Derrick Henry, he's going to have his games. We know this. Vegas is trash. Who do they have next week? Indy? Indy and then Washington. That's a pretty good matchups on the road. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Cam Akers. Let's talk Cam Akers. Let's do it. I, I think the way to talk about Cam Akers, though. Yep. Like, just looking at his bench. So, Josh Jacobs, an option. Amari Cooper, 19 points. I forgot he didn't start him. Doris, is that insane? I think it is. So, with Akers, 15 rushes for 44 yards against Atlanta mm. at home, indoors, great weather. Don't understand that. So what has Cam Akers with his zero in week one and seven in week two shown you to say that this guy's got to go in? On the other side of it, Daryl Henderson, who I know only had one point, his 19 points coming into this week trumped Cam Akers and was the red zone guy. So Mm. not only would I have started Daryl Henderson over Cam Akers, which, look, in hindsight would have been the wrong decision because Akers outscored him by nine. I understand that. But it's Amari Cooper is where the conversation starts and ends for me. I understand he had a tough week one against Carolina. Last week, he had 10 targets, caught nine of them, had 100 yards, 101 yards, and a touchdown. He did exactly the same thing, 101, tutty this week. He's had 39 points in his last two weeks. I get it with hindsight, that's fine. But was he just starting Cam Akers to prove a point to us? Like, was that just a fuck you to us in the league to say, I'm going with my guy? I don't, Amari Cooper was the start here. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't have to so, agree. so I'll answer the first part. I don't I think that's just Mike just has his guys and he's stubborn. He's got a testadura, you know what I mean? He's got a hard head for all of the francophones out there. Um francophones. What am I no manja cakes francophones. I don't know why that fucking popped into my head. It's anyway, all that French you know. It's all, it's all that French immersion. Yeah. Um for all the manja cakes out there, testadura, he's got a hard head. He's just gonna play his guys. He's gonna like today, put in the jury yesterday, put in the chat. If Zeke doesn't score, he's out of the lineup. But if he does, he's in. Why? Por qué? That's bad process, Chico. I don't understand. <laughs> wow, this is multilingual, what's happening right now. Um, uh, Tone's doing his duolingo before this. I'm, uh, this is how fucking rattled I am about this fantasy season so far. I don't think it's as cut and dry as Amari Cooper just going into the lineup. Sure. Two reasons. Pittsburgh's defense, which Pittsburgh sucks, but they can at least do something on defense. Now, here's the thing. The Browns have a really good offensive line. Pittsburgh will have had to pass rush the shit out of them for because the, their secondary is just not as good. But like, I don't know. And then the thing with Cooper, like, you know what he is, man. He's up, he's down, he's hot, he's cold. I, I just on a short week, you know, are you worried about him pulling something? We've seen that a million times. I'm not going to kill him for it. I think he absolutely needs to get in his lineup now going forward because he's the only target in town in, in Cleveland. Yep. Um, now saying that at the draft, like he's the only guy you might only get him for six weeks, but he's the only guy and those six weeks might help you win games. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to kill him for it. That's fair. I'm not, you know, who we're definitely not going to kill is Franco for actually oh. not putting a tight end. in yes! his flex. Did we do this? I think we did. Let's go. Congratulations, Franco. I'm glad I'm helping everyone else's team. <laughs> That's great news. I mean, he still lost. But. That <laughs> <laughs> figures. But. But. He puts Cordero Patterson in his lineup, in his flex. Cordero Patterson, with his 21 points, outscores Fournette, Kamara, and Gabe Davis, which is actually incredible. The rest of his bench. He's got 12 points out of Deontay Johnson, 10 points out of Pollard, 12 out of Drake London, 19 out of Chris Olave. We'll get to him in a second. A good start. Zach Ertz had seven and a half. That wasn't it, man. He's got it. He figured it out. Congratulations. Going to two of the guys that I mentioned there. Let's first start with, they're both saints, and I'm going to ask you about Alvin Kamara. Mm. Is there a reason you feel like Franco should be worried about Kamara? Here's his point total so far. Week one, he had six points. He was out with injury in week two. Week three, he had six points. The fantasy community was talking about Alvin Kamara being a league-winning running back this year who was being undervalued for his 
possibility. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, yeah. I'm just repeating the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a lot of checkdowns. A lot of checkdown stuff from Jameis Winston potentially. Like, yeah. what do we think about Kamara now? Um, from what I saw, and I still haven't watched a ton of it, but That's from fair. what I saw, Kamara looked like his old self. He was dodging fucking. He was staying upright. The balance. The shaking off dudes like it's nothing. The pass catching and him not being involved in the receiving game is what's absolutely always driven his value. He's never been a guy that's going to get 20 carries a game. I think he's only actually done that once in his entire career. So that's a big factor, and that's got to get going. The scheme and the system is the exact same. From what I've seen so far, it's the same exact offense. And plays are there. I don't know why they're trotting out a broken back Jameis Winston. I just shat all over the Lions. I'm going to shit all over my team for the same thing. Sure. Just start Dalton for a couple weeks. Is the drop-off that much between a hobbled Winston and a fucking healthy Dalton? Probably not. Like, who cares? If like if this team's lost anyway, then do that. But, like, I, I, I would be a little worried about Kamara. I would be a little worried because... The quarterback play is not there. The offensive line play has not been there so far. They brought in Jarvis. Yeah. Mike Thomas is healthy. Those short area receiving options are plentiful now. And this is without even Taysom Hill playing this past week. So it's like that guy's going to factor in more. He's going to take carries away. He's going to take those short little dump offs away. This offense is kind of evolving in a different way where it used to just be Mike T and Kamara and that's about it. Well, now there's three legit receivers there. So it's kind of changing. I think Kamara at the end of the day is going to get his. They have to get him involved if they want to win games this year. So I think better days are ahead. But the league winner upside, I think those days might be gone. Like, how old is this guy, man? Like, he's got to be what, 27? Yeah, 27, 28. I would guess 27. Yeah, he's going to be 28 in July. So like... Yeah, I don't know. His best years are probably behind him, and that's okay. He was great. He was great. Waiver pickup. Like, come on. I know. Don't remind me. Um, You mentioned Taysom Hill. Are you happy I dropped him? Because he was inactive this week. That's probably why you won. Inactive, Doris. He was hurt. Fair. Um, Last guy I want to mention, shout out to Franco for drafting this guy where he drafted him. Chris Olave, 19 points this week, 13 targets for the second straight week, nine catches, 147 through the air, 19 points. He now has 34 points through three weeks. Tones, that's pretty good average. Why didn't you draft him? I drafted him in another league. Uh, I wanted to draft him. I wanted to draft a lot of these rookies, but I got beat to the punch every time. What can I say? That was it. I wanted to draft. Olave was high on my list, man. Olave was very high on my list. I had I liked a lot of these rookie receivers this year. Uh, Olave was a guy I really wanted. You were super happy when not, they took uh, him too. What's that? You were super happy when the Saints took him Oh, I was well. jacked, man. I was jacked. I thought, I don't think he has the highest ceiling out of all these rookies, but he was definitely the most pro-ready guy. Day one can step in and deliver. Here we are in game number three, and he's already fucking attracting 13 targets in back-to-back games. You're probably pretty good. I yeah. wonder how long it'll take for him to get into Franco's lineup. Franco's got a lot of young talent. Lots. Um, All right, Doors, let's get to you, buddy. Let's move on. Let's yep. do it. You are 3-0, and my friend. You just defeated Rob, who's now 1-2. 161-93. to 93. Pretty damn good week for you again. Let's start with Monday Night Football, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Saquon. He's great. Um, proves to Rob that he's the guy that he was supposed to keep once again. Huge rumble for a 36, I think, yard touchdown. Yeah, but Saquon, gorgeous. Vintage. Saquon looked good. When he's got a little time and a little space, he's great. And he makes his own time and space when he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of Monday Night Football, CeeDee Lamb? Is he better with Cooper Rush, a quarterback, <laughs> potentially? There is definitely like a, there's definitely a thing about backup quarterbacks. They know where their breads are where their bread's buttered. You know what I mean? Just gotcha. feed the good guy. Make the guy that's going to make me look good. Keep feeding that dude. That's happening, man. CD is a good player. We know that. Yeah. Is he a great player? Remains to be seen. But he's a good player. The targets have been there, right? And he's been delivering. He had that bad drop, but that touchdown catch was sick. Really, really nice. That was um, awesome. So, man, it's crazy. We buried this guy after week one. I know I did. Maybe not you. I know. I was thinking, man, I don't know if it's going to happen for this guy. Disappointing start to the season. This is why you don't overreact to week one. And I'll blame myself on that one. 11, 11, and 12 targets, respectively, in the first three weeks. You're going to be just fine with that. Just he, fine. He, you remember he was almost out of my lineup last week. There was an Crazy. actual decision to sub in Alan Lazard, who was injured, yeah. instead of him. So obviously locked and loaded into that flex spot. And liking what I'm seeing, at least he's getting the targets. And if you're going to be a flex guy, mm-hmm. just catch a bunch of balls, man. Just yeah. get me a, a solid floor if you can. Yep. 
Um, I made some other roster choices. I know yeah. you wanted to maybe talk about those. I did. I uh, peaked. I just took a look before kind of game started. I just wanted to take a quick gaze at the lineups. And I'm like, whoa, Damian Pierce, he's in. Travis Etienne, he is not. Damian Pierce, only four and eight points in the first two weeks. Thought, wow, bold choice from doors. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all because Etienne has just not been it so far. Paid off huge. Damian Pierce, 17 points. Etienne had nine. Totally fine, but Pierce looked really good from what I saw. Great move, Doris. Well done. Well, you got to watch this guy's highlights. I'm not saying to do it more than just a few minutes of he's, your time. He's fine. He's he's fierce, man. He's a fierce, fierce runner. And I know that he didn't play a lot in the preseason. Everybody, the community was gushing about him, whatever. But he's a really impressive runner. And this yeah. was the week to start him. I'm not saying this yeah. is going to be an every week guy for me. But against Chicago in a game that was going to be actually competitive, where Rex Burkhead wasn't going to be trotting out there mm-hmm. with a 17-point deficit on the Texans' hands in the third quarter, this was the week. And it yeah. was tight right to the very end. Unfortunately, he fumbled near the mm. end, which was very scary because you don't want to... sue? He actually had two fumbles. Yeah, you're right. Tough. Neither were lost. But still, when you're trying to continue to gain the trust of your coach. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is Rex Burkhead is their RB2 right now. So I'm not so concerned about his future, yeah. but he's not going to be right now for me an every week starter, I don't think, because if they get out of games, I wonder how his usage is going to go. But ETN, man, it's tough to trust him right now with James Robinson rushing so well. I love the connection with Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence also has a couple other receivers that he's throwing to. So they're better than advertised. Yeah. So I like Travis Etienne as a player. I think that he has brighter days ahead, but right now is not one of them. And I got to wait and see and figure out what that guy can actually do. Um, I didn't even consider starting JK Dobbins. I know you had mentioned that to me before we started here. Dobbins wasn't even on the table. Haven't seen that guy play in over what, a year, year and a half at this point, Mm -hmm. needed to wait and see what that guy was going to do. He's another guy. Give him a few weeks. And I can't wait to see what that guy becomes. I think the future is so bright for him. Massive ceiling. Let's get, and he was catching passes too, which everyone said he wasn't going to do, but he caught a couple balls as well out of the backfield. And you love to see that. You kind of need him. Yeah. Right? Like you need a guy out of this group. Like you have a lot of good options at running back, but you don't have the guy. And maybe Javante is going to be that guy, but he needs an injury. Like, Who's the guy to take the mantle? Right now, right now, if I'm betting it all, it's probably on Dobbins, man. Yeah. It's probably on Dobbins, which is crazy. I would love that. And yeah. the craziest thing about that is that Dobbins is arguably my number one trade piece if I'm looking at making a move, which we'll is very we'll interesting. Talk. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. I won't give out more information than that. I want to go more into this matchup, though, and talk about the tight end matchup that we talked about mm-hmm. coming into this week. Don't want to hit it too hard because we already had the discussion about Andrews versus Kyle Pitts, but we had it on display this week. Mark Andrews, eight catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns, 24 points versus Kyle Pitts, who actually Pitts came out this week. Yeah. Five catches for 87 yards, no touchdown, had 11 points. If you're Rob, you love to see it and you don't care about the Andrews situation because like we said, it was choice about Pitts' future and... The only way this is a debacle is if Rob does not keep Kyle Pitts next year. Right. If, if Kyle Pitts is not on Rob's <laughs> roster in 2023, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's it's, it's a tough one for me. That's all. That's but. if you really want to lock into the let's keep a tight end strategy. But I suppose. Yeah. I uh, This this right here is the exact epitome of what we've talked about, right? They're, they're good players, both really good players almost the exact same receiving output. The difference is one guy is on the Falcons and one guy is on the Ravens. So the touchdowns are going to go sure. not Pitts' way yet. Not That's yet. Fair. That's fair. Atlanta's offense has actually been putting up numbers. Yeah. Might be on the rise there. Couple All right. Of, a couple other things for me. Mike Thomas leaves the Saints game with a toe injury. Sounds like he'll be fine. He had seven points this week. You and I talked about what happens if the touchdown production kind of dries up. That was this week. He had five catches, all five of his targets for like 40 something yards. Seven points. Not great, but fine if he's going to be a flex guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly D had like 25 sacks in this game, which was super nice. Picked them up late. Nice. And Janera uh, and Joyce San Fran, they're a good defense. I just wanted to play a good matchup. I um, have a statement to make. Okay. I think you're the team to beat right now. I don't even think it's close. Look oh. at the grin on your face right oh now. Look God. at that. Look at this guy. I think you're the team to beat, man. 129 points, 180, 161. Your receivers are excellent. Excellent. And the running backs, as we just talked about, they're not bad. There's a ton of options. 
There's going to be weeks where you're probably going to play the wrong one and go, fuck, yeah. why should, why didn't I play that guy? But it doesn't matter. Someone will emerge here. And as you just said, you could package a couple of them for another guy. And as we stated earlier in the podcast, are any running backs even good? So right. like, who cares if your guys are putting up fucking seven points, that's really not killing you at the end of the day right now. Um, I, I think your team's locked and loaded, man. I think you definitely are the leader in the clubhouse right now. I appreciate the shout. Ryan, 50 points back of me right now. But Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, hell of a combo right there to yeah. go up against on any given week. If he gets Chris Godwin at some point middle of the season playing like Chris Godwin in a team that's desperate for pass catchers, that'll be a super dangerous trio to go up against. And he still has Najee and Eckler. Eckler is waiting to break out at this point. So I appreciate the shout by you. I think that's great. Love to hear it because I have literally never been 3-0, I think, in this league's history. Ever? So I, I honestly don't know. Wow. No idea. It's hard to do to win three games in a row. You're the historian. The you should have you should have gone back and seen. No, so I actually lost that when Dan took it over. I, like, passed the torch, and oh. I just don't look at stats So Dan's anymore. just slacking. We got it. All right, 100%, we'll crack the yeah. whip here. So all that to say, Nick's got three great keepers. Ryan's team is really fucking good. I appreciate it. But there's competition near the top right now. And yeah. Uh, back to Rob, one question um, or one thing to say. Madison and Khalil Herbert in one single day seemed like they were going to be the hottest pickups of the week. Rob has them both just sitting like, on his bench after the draft. Like what? Insane. Dalvin Cook and Monty both go out injured. However, it sounds like they're both going to be okay. The thing is... Is Monty okay? I think Monty's supposed to play on the weekend. No way. It's 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 too, to be determined. Oh, wow. Um, but I think there's a possibility he actually gets in the lineup. He's questionable right now, but that doesn't mean a lot. He's day-to-day. That's interesting. Yeah. So, But the thing is, he's established a role for himself. Yes. Enough, right? Um, what's going on with Rob? I, I got to ask this. I feel like I ask this question every single fucking year. Yeah. What is Rob's team? What is he doing? What's the plan? Where are we? Like, he's one and two. Point totals of 155. That's awesome. Then 73, then 93. You look at his team, and you go, wow, he's got some good players here. Good mix of youth. He's got a lot of guys you, you kind of want, but then it just doesn't happen. And like the Judys of the world are in here, right? The Kareem Hunts, these guys are like, okay, they're just fucking whatever. He started two of this week. Come on, really? In a 10-team league? I know the offense is fun. I get it. His other option is Russell Wilson. That's not good enough. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know what this team is trying to do. DeAndre Hopkins sitting on his bench. Forgot about him. Like... I don't get it. Is he just going to, is he selling? He's done this before with good teams. Is he going to be a buyer? Well, he never makes trades. So like, what, what is he doing? What is the plan here? If he get, keeps toiling at 500, what do you do if you're him? His draft is really interesting because he does what everybody likes to do. He got his Jamar Chase last year. He picked him in the second, middle of the second round, gets a guy who's wide receiver one capable for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Right. And he had an amazing year last year. Does it with Garrett Wilson this year. Who knows what Garrett Wilson is going to be, but according to you, he's the best receiver in the draft from 2022, yep. which is incredible. And I know everything, clearly, with my own three records. He's got his young Saquon Barkley, his young Kyle Pitts, and he took shots at other young guys, including Judy and Dobbs and Khalil Herbert, and that's great. Mm -hmm. Need to see the point totals come more consistently, and I know it's early in the year. There's a lot of potential here. I think he has some hope in D-Hop of being like a guy for him, Yeah. Um, and I think he might be. If there's, uh, there's a trade to make, maybe. Maybe mm -hmm. there's a running back to come into this equation. I don't think Devin Singletary will put up 19 points every week. And no. Herbert, I, you know, there is hope there as well. But Rob actually has some depth. And, and like you said, I mean, not quite sure because of the point totals being low, right? Like yeah. a lot of these players, like a lot of the names, like a lot of the potential. Quarterback's the only place where I look at him and say, like, mm, not so sure, but... It's kind of an easy, fixable thing to stream a guy. Yeah, so, it sure is. But yeah, I, I'm talking in circles. All this to say is Rob has some really good players. And I just want to see a little more consistency from his point totals before we declare Rob a guy who's going to contend at one and two right now. Yeah, he's not a seller. He's not a contender. Again, what is he? I don't know. I don't know what that makes him. He's, just a, he's just a guy. Here's another couple of guys. Oh, boy. The last matchup of the week to discuss is CRG defeating Rich. Gennaro's 3-0, Rich is 0-3, and these teams scored 98 and 89 points 
respectively. <gasps> Jenner has Jenner has the fewest points for in the league and the fewest points against. He is three and zero. That's good for third place. I'm not even going to ask you how you feel. I'm just going to keep moving. As Matt Prater was Jenner's highest scorer this what? week. Fuck off. He put up 14 <laughs> points. That's a kicker. He's a kicker. <laughs> He had the most points. Justin Herbert, 13. Brees Hall, 12. Brees Hall looks good. Does he? Yeah, he looks good. All right. They're going to use him more as time goes on. Rich's highest scorer on the other side, Russell Gage, 18 points. Outscores a lot of other guys on that team. Um, Ugly matchup. Rich knows it. Keenan was out again. Monty gets hurt. Rich scores less than 100. Now he's a seller. Rich is a seller. Rich is a seller. Does it make you sad? Makes me a little sad. No, I was texting with him. Listen, I, I'll say the same thing on here that I said to him. You got your chip. You did your job. It's okay, man. No shame in, no shame in resetting. He's got two really good young assets in Taylor and A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Hit the reset button. He hated his draft. We were sitting right next to him. He did not like it. Didn't fall the way he wanted it to. The upside guys that he was targeting were not coming to him. Hey, go again next year. No problem. No sweat here. These guys aren't old. These guys are not Zeke and Henry. These guys are good. You can reset this thing and be totally fine. I think it makes a lot of sense. The question is, what's he going to get for some of these fucking jamokes? As long as he's hanging on to AJ Brown and assuming he's aging on, hanging on, blah, assuming he's hanging on to AJ Brown and Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. what else are you getting here? Really? Like Gibson, okay, probably has some value, right? Curtis Samuel? You really want to invest in the Washington offense at this point? I don't know. I'm just throwing things as, out there. As long but. as the guys, as long as the guys are putting up points, as long as Clyde is the RB three or four on the on the season, there may be some interest generated there. As yeah. long as Jeff Wilson is the number one running back in his backfield, and this is another case of this team hasn't put it all together at the same time. But I do think there's individual value with some of these guys here. There might be, and and. You know what? I might even be getting a bit ahead of myself there because, listen, things are going to change. He actually does have, like, Juju is good, like, Keenan's good, all these guys, right? Clyde's had a nice start to the year. Yep. Clyde's line made – did you see this shit? I did. It was very strange. You wanna- Seven rushes, yeah. no rushing yards, but a rushing touchdown and five receptions for 39 yards. I've never seen that in my life. At 12 points. I thought I was seeing things, man. So he had a rushing yard on the one, essentially. But he, he lost a bunch of yards in his rushing attempts. What the Because fuck? he got bottled up every single time by that indie defense. And then he just caught a bunch of passes. That's one of the best yeah. fantasy stat lines I've ever seen in my life. That's great. Really good. What, what I meant to say here, or what I was going to say, was that Rich could be in your position that you were last year. Rich is great at the waiver wire. Yeah. He's locked in. He knows his football. I could really see him doing just selling off these pieces and just playing the waiver wire game. And then next thing you know, you look up and he's the five seed. You're going, what the fuck? And then Jonathan Taylor's cooking on all cylinders. AJ Brown's really good. Look the fuck out, man. Keenan's healthy. I don't know. I don't know. And last time Rich was, out there. Last time Rich was the five seed looking like he was going to sell <gasps> it off. He ended up winning the championship. <gasps> so What a ride. A little more work to do this time. But if Jonathan Taylor can do things, oh, he's not doing it right now. But if he it. can, this is what we talked about Rich's team coming into this year. When you have a guy who can be a league winner, yeah. it can happen. But are there any league winning running backs right now? There is nobody. Not sure. There's Taylor, nobody. Taylor, six and ten points in his last two weeks. Like, is there concern? Well, you know what? As long as teams like Denver and Indianapolis use their running backs who are super talented in the way that they do, yeah, I'm going to be worried because as a Javante Williams owner, I am worried about Jonathan Taylor if I'm rich because I know I've seen the talent. It's been on full display, but what the fuck are they doing using this guy the way that they are? But like he had 21 carries this week. All right. He had 31 in week one. I, I Like, I get, like, week two was a joke. They were down. They lost 24 nothing to Jacksonville. You're obviously not pounding the rock. This isn't the fucking Titans. Sure, sure. So, like, he had nine. But the efficiency has not been there. They should definitely use him more as a pass catcher. I don't think he's a fucking elite pass catcher, pass catching running back. But, like, they should definitely try to, you know, fit in some more screens and shit like that. And they just haven't been in the red zone a lot. So, the touchdowns haven't really been there. Like... I don't know what more you can actually expect out of Taylor. He just needs to be better. Like, mm-hmm. it honestly could, like, and no one wants to say that shit. Go, well, Tones, you sound like an idiot. He was the first overall pick in fantasy. He's a stu-. Like, I said it from day one of this podcast this year. He was the lowest scoring fantasy RB1 that we've seen in, like, 15 years. That's a great call. Like, it, he's really good. 
He's really good, but he's not McCaffrey. He's not the girlies of years past. He's not the Derrick Henrys of years past. He's a tier below, and we got to remember that. We got to remember that. Very fair. Damn. Closing out the matchups with a bang. We're going to do something different this time. Let's do it. Before we get into our marquee matchups, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to do some picks. You are fully on the NFL gambling train right now. You're making some good picks. You're winning some money. That's great. Um, I'm dabbling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. It makes football even more interesting as if I need another reason to watch. fuck yeah. So let's do some picks against the spread for next week. And what we're going to do is basically, I understand that matchups aren't completely set in stone because waiverworth have not gone through yet. They will once you're listening to this, but waivers have to go through. Lineups need to change, but I'm just going to give you tones. The difference between a guy playing another guy this week, for example, I am playing Dan. Mm. The difference in points in that matchup is 21 points. I am favored by 21. Mm. Are you taking Dan at plus 21 to cover the spread, not to win? Mm. Or are you taking me 21. to cover 21 points? 21's a lot of puntos, Chico. A lot of points. Oh, you have two Jay Williams in your team, I in do. your lineup. Uh, yeah, That's do. weird. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I think you probably cover. I think you probably cover. Tyreek's going to feast. I have no faith in DJ Moore. I have no idea what to expect out of Lockett. No idea what to expect out of Aaron Jones. Oh, he's starting Gordon. Oh, my God. he started, It's the battle of the Denver running backs against Las Vegas, who is just Swiss cheese in the run game. Dan's doing it for the content. I like that it? a lot. I like that a lot for the content. I like that a lot. I think you cover. I think you cover. That's the okay. answer. Yeah. Cool. The only thing I'm going to say in this is Waddle versus Tyreek is going to be so interesting. Oh, because yeah. if it flips back this week to Tyreek, if Tyreek's going to be the dude this week, that'll be a problem for me. Did you see the Tyreek comments? No. Do you remember how the Eli Apple stuff at the playoff game, do you remember that shit? He was talking no. a lot of trash about Tyreek Hill after that playoff game when okay. since he won. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Eli Apple. He's He wants him bad. Yeah. He wants, watch the clip. It's hilarious. Tyreek Hill's a very entertaining human being. He's a douchebag, but like he's very entertaining. Great sound bites. He wants it bad. I could see him getting fed big time, especially if Eli Apple's covering him. That guy's a fucking tire fire. The only asterisk is that it's Thursday night football and God knows what happens in that game. Okay. So. True. Should um, I get, I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to give you mine next. It's not just what? me. Gonna I'm going to kick one over to you. You ready? Sure. Okay. Me versus Rich. Right now, projected points. 116 to 117 in favor of Rich. So Rich is favored by a point. Doors. Basically a pick em here. Who you got? You have to break out this week, Tones. I, I actually don't even give a shit if... Wow. DeAndre Swift is playing or not. AJ wow. Dillon subs in. That's great. Good for Fine. you. Yeah. I don't even care if you don't have a, a tight end. If Rich has traded off one or more of his pieces by the end of the week, that'd be cool. That'd be a whole different story. That line's going to swing. So I'm going to lock in tones at. I'm getting you as the underdog here, is what you're telling me? I got you at plus one? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take you and I'm going to put. I'm going to put. What, well, how much do I have in my bank? What's, what's, what's my bankroll for bank this? Bankroll? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever uh, I got. I don't know. I got 100 bucks. Yeah. You're I'm putting a hundred bucks on me? Don't gonna, do that. I'm gonna parlay me at minus twenty-one with oh. you at plus one. That's bad. That's stupid. You that's so that. dumb. We're that's, both gonna get destroyed. Yeah, that's really bad. This right. is how we. Who's next? This is how it gets. This is how it gets ugly. <laughs> classic. This is how degenerates are born. This is classic. All right, so we we're gonna move on to Mike Dotto. Oh, favored. Oh, over Christian Genera. Oh, this is fun. This is really good. Mike Dotto two and one. Brees Lightning three and zero. Oh, and Christian Genera. Mike is favored by five points over Christian Gennaro. Oh, baby. Amon Ross St. Brown is hurt. That's a big deal. Yeah. Mike Evans is back. This is also my marquee matchup. Might as well do it here. Fuck it. Mike is two and one. I think he's going to three and one. But I don't think he covers. So I'm taking Christian. I think he's a tightly contested, low scoring matchup. Wow. Mike wins. CRG covers. Five points is too many for Mike's team. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. The reason why... Mark Cooper I, in the lineup, by the way. I, I see that. I, I, I do see that now. I wholeheartedly disagree with you because oh. so many matchups are decided by more than five points. For it mm. to come down to be that tight on any given week, like how many times do we see 30-point total differentials? Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about the blowouts, but even the tight games are within 10 to 12 points. So I do think that the guy who's going to win this is just going to win it. Mike starting Tampa Bay's defense against Kansas City. 
Uh, we don't even know if Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play. That's a big one. I have no idea what to get out of Mike's team on any given week. I'm just going to take Genera because he's 3-0. Why not? Let it ride. He's eventually ride. he's eventually going to put up a big point total with guys like James Carner, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Justin Herbert. Okay. It's got to happen eventually, right? We haven't seen it. And maybe he was supposed to lose all three of his matchups to start. But I'm taking Genera as an underdog easy to win by at least 10 in this matchup. Okay. Mike I doesn't like even it. want to win at this point. I don't, I don't understand what the fuck this guy's doing. I, if he goes three and one, this is why he was my marquee. If he goes three and one, like the rebuild's off. Yeah. Right? I don't, it might be. It might be. Have we seen a three and one seller? That'd be wild. No. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. That'd be wild. That'd be crazy. You want me to take the next one? Or you got the next one. I'll do the next one. I'll Go kick ahead. over the first one here. Okay. We got Rob versus Ryan. Ryan favored by 14 points. Yep. That's a lot. Rob is one and two. Ryan is two and one. Doors, 14 points. We, I did that quick math, by the way. We have been successful on the math so far. Yeah. High five to us. Air fives. Boom. Oh, we touched skin. That was lovely. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Okay. So... That's a lot of points to give up for a guy in Rob's team who put up 151 in week one. Mm. We've seen some volatility with Rob's team. He then put up 73 and 93 this week against me. That's why he's one and two. But it's a lot of points. And I just said that we haven't seen matchups decided by five, but 14 is a lot for Ryan. Mm. And I know that Ryan's team is really good. I totally understand that. But I still don't know what I'm getting out of these running backs. Potential smash spot, though, for Austin Eckler taking on Houston indoors that's going to be... Yeah, I like that. That's nice. And Cooper Cup, tough matchup against San Francisco, but he'll find a way to get open. Lamar against Buffalo should be high scoring. All this to say, I think 14 points might be too much for a team in Rob who I know is one Jamar Chase three touchdown game away from right. putting up 150 again. So I'm going to take the underdog and Rob at plus 14, uh, lock it in. I think I'm going the other way on this. Okay. I like the matchups. Lamar, Buffalo, love it. I'm probably starting Bateman. I don't care. That game could have 100 points in it. Cup's going to get his. Yeah. Sutton against Vegas? That's trash. Devontae Smith will put up one point because that's my luck. And I do love, like, even Najee. You mentioned Eckler. Najee against the Jets. Like I said earlier, all they need to do is get in the red zone. Yep. They'll be able to get in the red zone against the Jets at least a couple times. For sure. So I'm in on that, man. I really like, I really like Ryan's matchups. For the record, this was my marquee matchup this week mm. with Ryan at two and one and Rob at one and two. My curiosity is how Rob will react if he falls to one and three. Yeah. He does not usually fuck around and waste time when it comes to his decisions on what he will do, specifically with selling. What if he falls to one and three and mm. scores under 100 for the third straight week? So I like the Saquon, Khalil Herbert versus Eckler, Najee. I like the Chase versus Cup mm -hmm. situation mm -hmm. here. It's some nice stuff going on. It's I like fun. the matchups, and that's why, again, going back to the plus 14, yeah. I'll take that all I like day. It. I like it. The last matchup left is Franco, who's favored by 11 points over Nick. Um, are you taking Franco at minus 11? Oh, fuck no. Hell no. Franco's got a good team that's underachieved. He shouldn't be one and two for how good I thought his draft was and how good his team looks. However, Nick's got the fucking touch, baby. That's it. Nick's got the fucking elixir. I don't know what he's got. Look at this. He's starting Jacoby Myers and Greg Dortch right now. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Just doesn't fucking matter. He's going to fucking win, man. He's absolutely covering that. Not even a question. And I think he's going to win. It's crazy. This guy's a freak. All the stats say that Nick should lose. All of them, always. It's that Nick should lose, but I He's got a guy named Dorch in his lineup. Of course he should lose. Dorch! Chubbing a Dorch and a coot. I, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot pick against Nick ever. If Nick is the underdog ever. Right. Nick is like the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Mm. As long as you're going to tell me that that team is an underdog on any given week, let oh. me hammer oh. the shit out Attaboy. of that team because they Attaboy should Joyce. not be underdogs. Good team. They find a way. I don't know how it happens, but Jacoby Myers, are you fucking kidding? He's going to win with Jacoby Myers in his lineup, man. Like, he's going to He's going to have the most Jacoby Myers. Get, like, Jacoby so Myers annoyed. never catches touchdowns, okay? Watch this. Watch what happens Sunday. Three tutty performance. Watch, watch from Jacoby Myers. And if that happens, I'm truly retiring. Nick has just got the cheat codes. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? Can I just, can I slam Nick for just one thing? Yeah, please. He has a guy in Sky Moore who's still on his team. He had negative two points last week. He had zero the week before. He yeah. has one total catch through three games. 
fun player, but no, nah, not happening. It's not fine. Happening I'm not saying him. that he should drop him. Yeah. I'm just saying if we're going to give Nick Dotto all the accolades in the world, fuck that guy. He's got Sky Moore on his team. He's got three Take guys that. on his bench that have a combined, combined projection of six points, okay? I don't have one player on my bench currently that has a projection lower than eight. One guy's three and all, one guy's on three. What the fuck are we doing right now? Look, what are we man, doing? You're washed. Just Please, get over fantasy it. gods, help me out. Christ. You're washed. Unbelievable. I was never good, Doris. I was once, once upon a time. This was an action-packed week three, episode 77 of, of our podcast, Tones. Very fun. Um, we got a couple weeks left of you until you go away for a little while. Oh, um, right. You're going to yes. take a little vacay in week six and seven, I believe. I'm going for London. London. Oi. Oi, bruv. Oi. I'll be fucking what? Three and three by then. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I don't know if you're going to win a game for the rest of the season. Man. What? Are you? Change when, your photo, bro. At one point, at what point do you decide to sell? What does it have to take for you to become a seller? What's your record before you decide to sell? Out of spite to the fantasy gods, I will not sell. You're just you. I'm just not doing it. I'm just going to have all my picks. Just I'm just going to pull a Rob. Rob yeah. just always has his picks every year. Yeah. And he just seems he's fine. He's fine. He's totally fine. I'm just going to do it. I'm not selling shit, man. What am I going to do? Sell and do the same fucking thing again? What's the fucking point? Like, what's the point? When you just said you were fine so many times, that is the burning room with the dog <laughs> sipping the coffee. This is fine. This is fine. I'm okay. It's fine. <sighs> then the, when will the pain and suffering end? <laughs> Waivers going through tonight. Good luck, everybody. Get your boys. Week four coming up. Later. <laughs>